Hello, my name is Angela Atkinson and I'm a certified life coach. I'm also the author of several books and a survivor of narcissism and abuse in relationships. Today at QueenBeing.com, we will be discussing the difference between narcissistic love bombing and healthy romantic interest. Would you be surprised if I told you that one of the biggest questions I hear from both readers as well as uh, narcissistic abuse recovery coaching clients is how to tell the difference between a narcissist who is love bombing and a normal person who is just genuinely interested in you? So why is it so hard to tell the difference between a love bomber and someone who's really interested in you on a healthy level? Well. Uh, for one thing, the fact is that on the outside, a love bomber and a healthy person who has fallen in love kind of appear to be very similar. Uh, however, there are certain subtle differences that are often overlooked when we are under the spell of a new love. Uh, for one thing, everyone is more willing to overlook little flaws in the beginning of a relationship. This is statistically proven. And nearly everyone is a little more careful with how they treat their partners early in the relationship. Plus, there's a familiarity factor. Even in healthy relationships, nearly everyone finds that something they used to think was adorable or at least kind of tolerable about their partners um, becomes remotely irritating or at least a little bit. Um, early on, people argue and nearly everyone admits to being mean to their partner when they don't have to be. So what exactly differentiates a normal, healthy relationship from a narcissistic one? Well. Here are a few key differences that you can watch for the next time you're considering getting involved with someone who is um, a new person after you've been in a narcissistic relationship. Number one, the insta-love factor. A narcissist will almost always proclaim love or soulmate status very early in the relationship and this will almost always lead to insta-commitment on his or her part. Now a healthy person will take his or her time and get to know you before rushing into things. Now to be fair, there are a few real-life cases of love at first sight that are totally legit, but if we're being honest with ourselves, those are few and far between. And if this person is really your one, they just probably won't mind taking things slowly. Now there's also the time factor. When you meet a narcissist, you can find yourself completely and absolutely bowled over, just wowed by his or her level of awesome. Now this can happen so often and so much that you really feel like all you can stand to do is be near him or her. And the truth is that the very same thing can happen with a healthy new love interest and that's where this is confusing to people. Now the difference is that while a healthy relationship can and often does have that infatuation phase, it also still allows you to stay involved with the other important parts of your life. Your family, your work, your spirituality, all that good stuff. Now it does not, repeat, does not require or beg you to dump your life and your people in order to avoid missing anything. That would be an indicator of a toxic relationship. Remember that a narcissist wants you to become dependent on him because this allows him to become dependent on you as his regular source of narcissistic supply. Now a healthy person might want to spend every moment with you, but a healthy person also understands that you need to continue your regular life and they will support this, especially during the time that you're getting to know each other and that is true even if it means that he tags along with you like say for family events or outings with your friends. It doesn't require that you stop living your normal life and if you see that, remember that's a red flag of narcissistic behavior. 
Number three, the drama factor. When you are dealing with a narcissist, there are a lot of red flag signs early in the relationship, one of them being the drama factor. Narcissists will often shock you early in the relationship with some weird little outburst that you don't expect. And often they are very quickly apologizing and making everything right in the beginning when something like this happens. You know, for example, um, a, you know, a narcissist might blow up at a waiter too aggressively when the food shows up cold. Uh, or maybe he or she will be super bitchy to a friend or relative on the phone. Uh, and, you know, then when you ask him about it and you say, why were you like that to your mom or your cousin or your friend? He usually explains it away by saying that he's justified and explaining why he's justified in that treatment of that person. Like he might be like, dude, that guy's owed me money for 15 years. He deserves whatever he gets. Or she's always had it out for me, so why should I care? It's never his fault is the point. Never the, nar the narcissist's fault, excuse me. Um, while a normal person might have a drama moment here and there, uh, they're more understandable, you know, and they're not so world-stopping as the ones that the narcissists tend to experience. So maybe a narcissist, uh, excuse me, maybe a normal person would break down a little bit if something major happens, like say they lose their job or a friend dies, their dog dies, or something else that maybe a normal person like yourself might also want to break down about. But a normal person doesn't freak out if they do something like, I don't know, ask you for some money to buy a soda and you don't happen to have any change. You see what I'm saying? The difference? Now, the empathy factor is the next thing to consider. So if you're in an early relationship with a narcissist, there are some little subtle things that will happen in your conversations. And these can tip you off if you want to watch for them. So simple patterns that are evident if you know what to notice. One of those is um, how to, you know, kind of keep an eye on the level of empathy that the narcissist displays. So watch what happens when someone in your life or his life or her life um, experiences pain or tragedy and see how they behave. You know, uh, you can tell when someone's genuinely concerned versus when someone's sort of being polite, right? Uh, a narcissist can be a really good actor, so we know this. Um, he might even be really good at follow-up questions, which might make him seem really interested in what you're talking about. And then this is especially true in the love-bombing phase. But when things are quote-unquote back to normal, the narcissist will change the subject if the topic varies from something that interests him. Often he'll do this rudely or by you know, be cre creating a big scene to get the action and the attention back to himself. Now, if you're if you are the one dealing with the trouble in your you know with someone in your own life, um, a healthy relationship would would be with a person who who shows genuine concern and um, someone you know when someone you care about is hurt or goes through hard times, your your one would never make the pain or tragedy about them at all, unlike a narcissist. Instead, that person would, would stand by you and say whatever they need to say in, in whatever way is appropriate at that phase in your relationship. So in some cases, that's going to mean like stepping back and giving you the time to deal with it, or if someone has died, to grieve with your family. Or, you know, if you've been together a while, maybe it means that he literally or she literally stands by you as you go through this stuff. Now, if your love interest is the one dealing with the trouble with someone in their own lives, um, obviously this person, you know, a normal person would be as concerned um, about someone else as you might be if the situation were in your own life. So if it was your sister and you would be very distressed by it, then if it's his sister, he should also be equally distressed by it if they're in a, you know, in a close relationship. 
Now he will want to, you know, a healthy man would want you or, or woman would want you to stand by him or her in whatever way is appropriate at that level in your relationship. Um, but a narcissist is going to want you to feel sorry for him and, and spoil and baby him and, and do anything that, you know, can, can help end the quote unquote pain for him, whether it's true and personal or not. Uh, regardless of who is experiencing the issue, you will notice that it becomes all about the narcissist and the, you know, the trouble that he or she is experiencing, um, because of whatever's happening in the other person's life. Um, you might see them post a lot of stuff on Facebook um, about how they just can't handle it and how things are so upsetting. And you might wonder, you know, why are these people posting this stuff about other people and taking all this pain on themselves? Those are usually narcissists. <laughs> Interesting, right? Anyway, so how do you go about narc-proofing your love life? Well, let's just go ahead and start here, shall we? So I've got three easy steps for you to narcissist-proof your life <laughs> uh, in future relationships. So this is what you can do to avoid getting involved with a narcissist in the future. Very simple stuff. Get ready. Step one, take your time. So you're going to make a rule for yourself that you won't go too fast and you won't commit too soon. So for example, after I left my ex-husband, uh, I made a rule for myself that I would not allow anyone to propose to me until we had been monogamously dating for at least one year. And then I decided that I would make it a long engagement just to be safe. So, um, in, if, for example, I, I dated one guy for literally uh, nine months. Uh, he was threatening to, marry, to propose to me. And when I made it clear to him that I was not going to be fine with that until we had been together a year, uh, soon after that we ended up separate. Uh, and that was probably all for the best if you think about it. Uh, anyway, I know that person has been married two other times since then. So that probably bode well for me. Um, I, when I got with my current husband, uh, we've been together for about 15 years now. Um, it was, gosh, it was about a year and a half before he, you know, popped the question. Uh, and then we were <laughs> together for almost four years after that, before we actually got married. So I knew exactly what I was getting into this time. Uh, anyway, you can set your own rules of, um, you know, your own dating rules based on perception of how, you know, what you think about how long it took you to recognize that you were dealing with a narcissist before. So this can literally apply to any personal relationship, not just your romantic ones, but even professional ones on certain levels, because basically you sort of maintain your guard. You don't depend on someone. You don't become attached to, too attached until you, you know, have, have, understood that you can truly trust them and, and that they're really what they say they are. And, and, you know, this is kind of something you learn with experience, but I've got some things that you can watch for here too. So, um, step two, let's move on. Uh, you want, you know, one of the ways that you can just really make sure that you narc proof your life is to stay connected to your people. So, you know, in order to keep your life in balance and protect yourself from getting enmeshed with yet another narcissistic abuser, whether it was an ex-husband or a parent or whatever, uh, you really need to be careful to still actively cultivate other relationships with a variety of people in your life. And this is especially true when you are in the beginning of phases of new relationships and or friendships that could be potentially damaging if you're not careful. So do you remember how bad it felt when you were isolated from everyone by the narcissist? You probably lost a lot of friends, family members, etc. Uh, this is the time right now, if you're dating, this is the time that you need to be especially vigilant of staying connected to the other people in your life. So, um, listen, listen up. Okay. <laughs> I don't care how in love you are. I don't care how much it 
you know, you think it's your idea to stay on in bed for 17 days straight and ignore your phones. Just don't do it. Don't do it. It's not worth it because what it ends up is you could potentially become, you know, the next victim of, of a narcissist if you're not careful. So what I need you to do is promise yourself that you will have regular contact with other people in your life, your mom, your dad, your cousin, your brother, your friend. I don't care. Just schedule it if you have to. Just do it. Uh, get yourself connected to a good support network and and stick with it. You know, um, you can go to um, NarcissismSupportCoach.com or QueenBean.com and uh, click through to our span, which is support, uh, support for people affected by narcissistic abuse and relationships support group that we have. It is incredibly interactive. People are really into it and everybody really supports each other there. Um, it's not a huge group. It's, it's about, oh, I think about 60 people now. It's a really good healthy group to get involved with. So consider that that can help you. Um, and, and through this group, you can also get yourself a recovery buddy who would be happy to check in with you on a regular basis and sort of help you remember to remain connected to your network of support and love. This will help ensure that you don't inadvertently fall into your old, old patterns again. And, and, you know, you and I both know this can happen before we even realize it. So let's, uh, you know, not do that. Step three, listen to your gut. So do you remember that time when you got involved with a narcissist before and you kind of just felt like, I don't know, you were a little off, but you couldn't quite put your finger on exactly what was wrong? Or maybe you never quite felt comfortable in your relationship, like you might lose it at any moment. Or maybe you lived in fear of being alone or falling flat without the narcissist with you. Now this is a very important part of protecting yourself from getting involved with another narcissist. You have to listen to your gut. You have to listen to your heart. Those icky feelings sometimes that creep up inside when you don't want to listen to them, listen to them when it comes to the narcissist. It doesn't matter how exciting and amazing someone seems at first. You have to listen to your heart and your gut if you're going to stay safe. Now, if something doesn't feel right, there's a reason. So remember that. Listen to yourself. If you are not sure about something, I want you to go back to step number one. Take your time. If you feel like something's wrong, take your time or step back a little bit. There is really no reason to rush. Uh, I mean, you know, bottom line, if it's really a healthy and mutually beneficial relationship for both of you and the person you've been waiting for for your whole life, the time's not an issue. You're just going to take your time getting to know each other and you're going to enjoy the process. And that can be deliciously satisfying. So what do you think? What would you add to the statements that I made in the video today? Can you please let me know by sharing your thoughts in the comments below? I'd love to discuss it with you. If you need additional information and tools on uh, to, to overcome narcissistic abuse in relationships or you need some support, you need resources, uh, you know, all served up by myself, um, you can visit queenbeing.com. And if you want personalized recovery coaching, you can visit me at NarcissismSupportCoach.com, which is Queen Being's new coaching and support center. Thank you for listening today, and I look forward to talking with you next time. Have a good one. Thanks.